Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God. Today is begins sort of um, our journey over the next few weeks um, where we have this theme called pull up a chair. And what we're doing as a community is we're gathering around the table um, to talk about things that matter to our community, like why we're here and um, what our purpose is in Smyrna and seek the Lord's face on decisions we have moving forward. Um, so we're beginning that today with prayer. So today we're going to be just seeking God's face together, um, creating space to connect with each other and with him. So we're glad you're here to be a part of that. Uh, if you guys will stand, we're going to move into worship. We always begin our time of worship with reading a psalm from the lectionary. So today it's Psalm 19. So we'll just close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Just choose to be present. Choose to be here and now. Choose to be mindful of how you're feeling in your body, your mind, your soul. Whatever you've come from and whatever you're going to after this. This space, this time right now is a gift. We have been given this gift by God. Time and space to be with each other, to be of one mind, one heart, and lift Jesus up. So as I read this psalm to you, feel free to um, follow along on the screen. Or if you just need to keep your eyes closed and just let it sort of sink in, feel free to do that. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their measuring line goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber. And like a strong man runs its course with joy. 
Its rising is from the end of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. If you guys will read that last verse with me as a prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Father, that your ear is not far, that it cannot hear, and your arm is not too weak, that it cannot save or too short, that you are close to us. And Lord, as your ear leans down to whisper in our collective ear, you are telling us that we are the hands and the feet that if you are the hope for the hopeless and the home for the orphan, if you are the heart for the broken, then so are we. So let us be empowered by the hope that rises in us this morning to be the hope for a lost and broken world. We receive your blessings. We receive your gifts for they are abundant. And we say yes and amen. Amen. Moving forward. So, Today, we're going to, as you know, you're already in this room. It looks different. So the reason it looks different is because we're having a prayer day. And I'm going to explain why that's important in a minute. Um, Many of you just felt like a thing that was like, oh, a little disappointment that we didn't provide something more for you in the spot where somebody usually preaches. But my challenge by the end of today is if this would happen more, communal prayer together, we would see much more of the kingdom than we see. Uh, I could, I could have formulated a pretty neat message on prayer. I have preached on prayer probably 15 times. It's different to do something than to hear something, correct? So it's going to be challenging for some of you, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So first, Sarah um, has been kind of overseeing spiritual formation in the church. Spiritual formation is really the idea of integrating your life more into the life of God, using the spiritual disciplines and corporate spiritual disciplines and historic ancient practices which have stood the test of time throughout history. And she's going to lead us in an imaginative prayer. Raise if you don't know what imaginative prayer is. Okay. You're about, you're about to, okay? Here you go. Um, so one, one of the things we wanted to do today as we approached prayer is diversify the way we do prayer. Because um, we all tend to pray different ways. There's many, many different ways of praying. Um, and so we wanted to give space for all of those. So this um, is an imaginative prayer. The idea of imaginative prayer came from Ignatius. Um, and it's just a way of encountering Jesus in the gospel story, in the narrative, 
in a way that turns off our left brain and uses our imagination. Um, and we do this informally all the time. Um, this is creating space as a community to really just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us individually. What I've noticed when I've done this in groups is a lot of time we're being hearing things individually, but there's a lot of common threads or themes. And I think that's a really beautiful way to see how God is speaking to our community. Um, so you're not going to have to do anything but sit there. So if you got nervous, you're just sitting there and closing your eyes and using your imagination. So can you guys do that? Give me a thumbs up. All right. We just don't want our kids, right? Just them to use their imaginations. We want to also. Um, so um, we're going to use um, the story in Matthew 4 um, of Jesus calling his disciples. And the reason I'm using this text is because later we're going to use the Lord's Prayer as inspiration of praying today. And this happened, so if you have the disciples were called in, in the Matthew's narrative, then you have, goes right into the Beatitudes, and the Lord's Prayer is in that. Um, so I think that probably the disciples learning the Lord's Prayer was right on the cusp of them having just entered into life with Jesus. So we're going to step into that story with Jesus right now as his disciples. So if you will close your eyes, I'm going to first read you this uh, text and then just ask you to enter the story with some questions. As Jesus walked along the Galilee Sea, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, throwing fishing nets into the sea because they were fishermen. Come, follow me, he said, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Right away, they left their nets and followed him. Continuing on, he saw another set of brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, repairing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. So I want to imagine you to imagine that you are in this story, that you are the fisherman or woman. You're in the boat repairing your nets. What does the boat look like? What color is it? What kind of boat? Feel the air on your skin. Is it cool? Is it warm? Is it windy? Who are your companions in the boat? And how do you feel right now? All of a sudden, a mysterious man walks over to you. What does he look like? What expression does he have as he looks at me? The man says to you, come, follow me. You know, to follow this man, you must leave everything behind. You look down at your hands, which you are holding your net. You know, you must leave this net behind. What is in your net that you must leave behind in order to fully follow Jesus? Jesus. 
you courageously set down your net and you step out of the boat. Your gaze meets the gaze of Christ. Does he say anything else to you? Jesus, we thank you for calling each of us by name. We thank you for inviting us into the journey and into the gospel story. We know that when you call us to lay down our nets, we are laying down the things that no longer serve us and may have never served us. And though it takes great courage and it's almost painful to leave these things behind, we say, yes, we will follow. Give us the courage and the strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Sarah. So we do this thing um, called Groups of 12, or it's just called 12. For guys, it's 13 um, because we win. We like to win. Um, but we practice the spiritual disciplines together. One of the things is imaginative prayer, silent solitude. We do it on Friday mornings. Going into January, we'll have more of that where you kind of tap into some of these streams that really help you to grow in Christ. Um, keep that, kind of bullet point that and put it on your wall. So thanks a lot, Sarah. Um, I felt really excited about this week just because we're going to be praying together. But there's a few reasons why we are praying together, and you need to know those as a part of this community. We found out a few months ago while we were in Scotland at a youth camp, I was preaching and we had a team there, um, that the space next door was no longer an option for us to either rent or use during the week, which is about 7,000 square feet that we needed. And so now we're using this space, the sanctuary, we're, we're set, we're fine. But the other spaces with the kids, we knew going into January, we have to tell the landlords here if we're going to re-up for another three-year lease. And... We're not sure that we want to do that, especially now that our kids are meeting downstairs and in some of the rooms. And, and so that didn't mean we make a bunch of big decisions and we jump the gun on anything. That meant for us as a staff that we did a concerted effort together to begin to pray. We don't want to build anything that's man-made. We don't want it to be about us. We want it to be about Jesus. But we knew that this would throw us into a process. So just honestly, for me as a pastor to you, my initial instinct, if, I don't know if you know anything about the Enneagram, but I'm a three and an eight, and if you want to talk more about that, we can, okay? But basically, we like to do things quickly and get things done. And so it's taken everything inside of me to slow down enough to be like, let's, let's, let's slow down. What's Jesus saying about this? And so instead of it just being, we've got to find a location, the question started to be, why do we exist as a church? What's valuable about what, what's happening in Smyrna? What's the story that God's speaking through our church to the city? Has he's been speaking through us? It's been three plus years and we're meeting still in Smyrna and he has done some significant things through us that have, that have been him and not us that we've been to be a partner. We've been able to partner with him with. So I started to ask those questions. So we formulated over the next three weeks. The first thing we have to do as a community is we have to ask him to lead and we have to do that corporately. It can't just be me teaching. So we're, the, today is your prayer day. Today is there's going to be some things that give you a lot of ways to do that in a little bit. Next week is the why of the church. Why does If you ever ask questions like, why, why does the local church matter? Like, I could just watch 
Christian television and be horrified the whole time. Like I could just stay at home and really critique everything. Sorry, that was just for me maybe. Um, why is the local community, why is it important that I get out of bed and be a part of a community? Not even this one. Why is it important that I'm connected with other people? Why is it important that I'm a part of a church that I actually can connect with people? If you've ever thought, why is that important? Is that an actual legitimate thing or is this something we're just continuing that doesn't need to be? If that's next week is about why the local church and why RCC specifically, and I'm really excited about it. And the last week is about giving and serving, and it will be, I think it's going to be my favorite three weeks we've had. So today, we're going to do some things where we break out. But I wanted to just share this with you, that I felt like the Lord was speaking this week, that fruit from this day will come almost instantly and continually. That if we decide to do this and actually pray and people go and pray together and continue it with the sheets that you have on your seat, corporately fasting and praying, that he is going to provide fruit that we could not have ever grasped that he would do. Some things we're asking for and some things he's finally looking for a spot to bless us with, right? And so as we start, that's, that's the way I believe he's going to bless us. Really quickly, you know that we do this pots, prayers of the seasons as a church. We've been doing this since we got here. We pray and ask you and we seek the Lord together and we come up with each season things that we know that we want to see the Lord do. This last season was creating space for spiritual formation, student ministry, and generosity with our time and resources. All three of those things God has already answered in unbelievable ways. We have over 30 people in 12 groups, discipleship groups, student ministry. We have high school, we have Campbell High School leaders, we have middle school leaders now, we have volunteers stepping in, we have an awesome thing happening, and we're going to be starting high school ministry in the next few months. So God has already done so much. He's already built so much. He's already provided so much. So before we begin to ask and seek and sense what he's doing next, I just want to say thank you to him corporately for how faithful he's been. Not just this, I mean, a building is a building, but you guys being in this room, the things he's already blessed us with, that we have competent people who are biblically based, people who love people well with the gospel in this church that want to serve. I'm, my heart is exploding when I think about it. This is the church. I would choose to come to this church, right? Like, that's for a pastor, like, if they're really honest. A lot of them could not say that. I come here, I feel more peace here. I was in ministry for over 10 years away from here, and I hated showing up because I felt like it wasn't real. I believe our community is like a real community. You don't have to perform, right? Like, we have different people in the room. There are such vastly different things in this room that there could be a quick argument pretty much at any Sunday, but you choose to coincide together in the body of Christ because Christ is head. Christ is the center of the table, right? We're invited. To me, that's the most beautiful thing I've seen, that there can be such different people, but you fall in love with one another in Jesus. And so he's already done so much. And I'm sitting here formulating a day for us to ask him to do more. And I feel good about it, but I also, I just feel great about who he is and what he's done. Like the stories from you in this group, Sarah Luke, who's not here today, the people who have just randomly come by, the people who from Carriage House or St. Phillips, a church that we got to love really well over a year ago and then help bring them into our community because their church was being absorbed by a school. Like, God has done a significant kingdom-related things that don't make me the most important person in this church but make this church loving, and I'm, I'm just pumped about it. So if you want to talk more about that with me, you can pull me aside at any moment except for when I'm up here preaching. That would be awkward. So, so moving on. God is calling us to pray as a body. Why together? Well, you feel uncomfortable because I'm about to ask you to go to one of six areas, and there's something in you that feels uncomfortable with that. And I, can I speak extremely honestly with you? 
I'm going to say this, and it's going to offend someone, and that's, that's really not my goal, even though I think it's true. But we have conditioned people in churches, especially in America, to receive really well. We, we even use phrases like, it needs to be like a five-star resort when you come to church. I just don't agree with that. I don't agree that we take every bit of the energy it takes for you to be a part of a body away by providing a good service for you. I think providing a good service for you is saying, you're a part of this service. You, you bring something to the table that no other person in this room does. You bring something to the table. You bring a voice that needs to be heard. If we have five of the most polished people up here for the next five years, we'll probably attract a lot of people, but we'll keep you from fully walking into the body of Christ, right? Not that you're not polished. Some of you are. But the world does not need another polished Christian. The world needs real people who really struggle up here talking about that, involving you, and then us going into the community. Does that make sense? That's our heart. So if you feel uncomfortable today because we're about to ask you, and you've already decided as soon as he does that, I'm outie. In my car, I'm going to Denny's or Golden Corral because those are killing it right now. I would say this to you. Pause. Settle into the uncomfort of having to walk over and meet some people that are a part of the same body of Christ that you are a part of. Raise your hand if there's at least 10 people in this room that you don't know. (laughs) Raise your hand if there's more than 50 in this room you don't know. Well, well. That'll preach right there, guys. This is about prayer together, and you really can't pray together if you don't know one another. And so, man, like, and I even love, like, God has given us one of the most amazing worship teams on the planet. And we're a small church. There's not a church that I think is doing it better. I think we're just awesome. I'm not bragging on me. I think these guys are ridiculous um, because they bring such a presence and a communal feel to it. So today, you're going to be hearing about pull up a seat to the family table over the next three weeks. And we mean just that. You walk in, you're like, Mom, Dad, where's the food? Not that I'm your mom or your dad. It's weird. And you pull up a seat. You're at the table. What's for dinner? What are we doing? You want to hear about my day? Like with our kids, we're like, hey, can you tell us about your day? It's good. Really, buddy? Let me smack you right now. I would never say that. Um, This is what that is. And so I'm going to walk through six prayer areas, but after I read the passage we're taking this from. If you can pull up Matthew 6 for us. And you all know this. So try and look at this through new eyes. This is Matthew 6, 9 through 34. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces. Their fasting may be seen by others, so that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may be seen, not seen by others, but your Father who is in secret. And your Father who is in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where the moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. 
But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light is in you, I'm sorry. If then the light is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for, their, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to the span of life. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows what you need, those that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So just for you to know, this is where we're taking how we're praying today from. I love the idea about clothing because our church needs a space in 10 months. And I love the idea about not being anxious about it, but trusting the Lord. I just believe he's going to lead us. He led us here. So as we challenge you to pray, I want you to think about in this prayer, six different areas that you can pray for and jump into. So can one of you guys hand me one of the fasting guides in the, that's on the seats? Thank you. This is for you to take home. I hope I have time at the end, but it doesn't look like I will. This is for this whole month. It's a way to fast if you would like to join us. I challenge you. And each day of the week for the rest of this month, it has your focuses. These are the six focuses that we're splitting up into today. If any part jumps out to you, this is where you'll go. The first one is this. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. The idea behind these prayers for this month are this. A deeper awareness of God's presence and greater intimacy as a church. RCC, renewed identity as a body in Christ and humility and release of control. So if that jumps out to you, you are going to be meeting with Linda and Jane and your area is inside the conference room. Everybody say conference room. Linda and Jane, could you guys please stand? They're going to head into there. Area number two, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If, our, if there's one thing our church needs more than anything, it's less of my will be done and more of Jesus' will be done. This idea is kingdom culture to be seen in Smyrna. Love, unity, justice, family, restoration, redemption, freedom, reconciliation. The idea of the kingdom in Smyrna as it is in heaven looks like extreme unity, built around the personhood of Jesus being the most important thing. That is in Smyrna as it is in heaven. It looks like the most unbelievably unified, loving, unbelievable group. That's our vision for our church. If that jumps out to you, if that feels like, yes, I need that, amen. The Lees, Jonathan and Kara Lee, which are somewhere right there. You're already sitting at your table. Guys, good job on that. That's their table. 
Number three, give us today our daily bread. We're super good at praying for this, okay? We're all good at praying for what we need, right? So let's do this in humility. The idea is provision for the needs of RCC. It could be this location. We don't think it will be, but it might be. But we need a location. We need the finances. We need the right people involved. All of our needs, the kids' area spaces. We have middle school ministry. We serve Campbell High School every week here. We have things that we need God to provide for, not about us. If this jumps out to you, your area is area number three, and it's right back here. And raising their hands is Leslie and Jill and Phil, and they'll be back there to assist you. The fourth one, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. The idea here is humility and the ability to forgive past hurts. Specifically by churches, the church leaders, or anything related to church movements, which is like three-fourths of us in this room. If you're one of those people who are like, I just can't get past what that guy did, it's time to move past it. He was just like you. He was just leading. Maybe he shouldn't have been or she. Who knows? This idea is that we ask God to forgive what the church has done that hasn't been from him and step into what he's asking us to do. And Jen and Bill right back here, they're going to meet right in this section back here. Area number five, save us from the time of trial, the ability to withstand temptation as a church, to, to build an empire, which is ingrained in every pastor's like DNA. Let's build something amazing. The ability to withstand that and listen and move at the pace of Jesus is truly a gift from God if we can do it. So we don't want to build an empire. We need his guidance. We need his discernment. We need the ability to seek him first. Sarah and I are going to lead that group right back here in this area. That's, and then the last one is and deliver us from evil. This is just simply protection. And Ken Canty and Ken Turner are about to have like a spiritual like sound wave spread across the earth. Um, they like to pray. So we're going to pray for protection for the church, um, protection from the enemy. We all know that as Christians and as the body of Christ, we are a viable enemy, especially if we want to do it the way Jesus wants to do it. And so if that jumps out to you, we ask you to go there. When you get there, there's a few options, but your table leader is going to walk you through stuff. So go to the table, sit, meet your leader, and then after that, we're going to have, we're going to kick it old school today, okay? After that, we're all going to come back together. We're going to gather in a massive circle. We're going to sing a hymn and pray together, and it's going to be glorious, amen? So please stand to your feet. Actually, last thing, if you are horrified right now because you don't even go to this church, we have created a space for you to just have some coffee, an apple, a muffin, and ask Jordan questions about why we are a church right here, okay? Go to your area. Please do not take off. Go to your area. Thank you very much. All right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Um, as we're wrapping up, I want to say thank you so much that you decided to do this. This is truly the body of Christ. These practices are really important. So if you will, we're going to gather together. Um, you can just kind of either stay where you're at, and that's fine for just a few moments. Well, the leader from each group, just if you feel like you've extracted just kind of a common theme or something and you want to share it, again, this is not, if you don't have, if you didn't get to it, that's fine. It's better what you did. But for those of us that did what we were supposed to do, uh, I'm, just, I'm totally kidding. I love you so much. I'm, I'm sorry. I love you. Um, I'll just read you mine, and if you have one, come up. If you don't, we'll post it on Facebook. Pretty much all of you didn't get as far as you needed because I didn't give you enough time. Um, basically, at our table, we heard we need more days like this um, involving all the community and it not just being about the leadership. 
We need to be responsible if God decides to bless our church with numbers, which I hated hearing, but believe God is speaking that. If we grow, we need to do that well and not make it about us. Um, To not make any decision out of fear, but out of faith. To not do something because we're afraid we won't do something. To go slow and steady and to be still and listen. Did any of the other leaders get a spot to do that yet? Or do you want to post those on social media or MySpace? You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Thank you, Leslie. All right, so we had, we were the provision group. And one thing I noticed is that we were the smallest of the groups, which is, which is, which actually I think is good because the verse that, that first came to mind to me and was actually came to me this morning um, in my prayer time was seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all this will be given to you. So I'm so glad that there are so many others who want, who, who felt led to, these other groups to seek first the kingdom of God because he will provide all our needs if that's what we do. We had some interesting themes, and I'll make it brief. Um, the, the, the main thing that I noticed, a common thread, was to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Okay? Don't let, let the Lord challenge us in our space, in our space search. And in providing, let's trust him, and he will provide those needs. But to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, don't be surprised if we have get space we may have to work on. And he's going to challenge our ideas of what church is and what church looks like and how it operates. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Once again, be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Thanks. Any others? Bill, you got? Where's Sarah? Sarah? I'm a five, so I haven't had enough time to do this correctly or properly. But So I'm just going to share one of these cards that stood out to me as we were going through them. Um, Prayer for River City to accept areas of weakness in order to grow and be forgiven. Heal RCC's community of its wounds of the heart in order to fill those spaces with love and receive favor. Thank you. Anybody else want to do it? Okay. All right. So um, thank you guys so much for doing that. I'm sorry. Ken? Uh, we had um, pretty much, ye- we, we're praying for protection first and foremost. And what came out of this group as the primary thing was just yielding to the resistance of of our own thoughts and actions, which can actually come across as being evil or not unacceptable to us. And we feel like, you know, we're not what we need to be. So it was kind of like bringing uh, condemnation on ourselves. So yielding to that resistance and allowing God to infill us with his light, and with his love, so we can fulfill those promises through his son, Jesus. Amen. We're going to pray together really quickly, and we're just going to agree that God would just honor our prayers where two or three are gathered or or however many people are in this room. Um, And then we're going to close out with um, a song together like like it happened when Jesus was here without all of this stuff. And so, Father, we 
We thank you that we have a people that will do this, that this is definitely not consumeristic, which I think is one of our challenges as a church, and we want to be good with that. We don't want to be mean about it, but we don't want to be a consumeristic church. We want to be a discipleship, spiritual formation. How do people actually grow in Christ and become your feet and hands in this world? That's what we want. So thank you for days like this that make us love one another, know each other, and not just listen. We do ask that all of these prayers that we pray, that you would honor them, Jesus. We need you. We need every part of you. We trust you. You're going to clothe us with everything that we need. We'll recognize it, God. Help us to have eyes to see when it happens, when you do provide. That you continue the story of RCC in Smyrna. For whatever you're trying to do, we want to be submissive to you and be led by you. And a loving group. Let us be more than anything a loving group that people find a safe place to be a safe place to be with family. And more than anything, let us be a family so that the displaced orphans spiritually, physically, have a place to say, that's my home, not just because they come here on a Sunday, but they found relationship that feels like family. You are our Father. We are your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.